Hello, welcome back to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and the captain of this ship that we call life, Nick Protopapis. Uh Hey, Joe, good to good to be here. Good to smell smell you. Um, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm well. I'm uh, I'm living up. That's good. That's good. It's really hot where I am now, so yeah. I had to turn the fan off too to record, and that makes it a little worse. So if I mm-hmm. if you hear some dripping on my end. Everything is fine, for the most part. Okay. What is what does the snowman say in Frozen? Snowman. I'm trying to be cool. I know it's going to go off. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) I also know that he says some people are worth melting for, but I just wanted you to say it, so I seemed way cooler. Huh? He says that. Yes. Yes, Joe. (laughs) Oh, I spoiled. Is that in Frozen Two? No, it's Frozen One, Joe. Okay. Don't be a fool. Doesn't he like melt in Frozen Two. He does, but don't you remember Frozen One where he almost melts? Oh God, <laughs> Joe, you sad fool. Is that a Chekhov's gun for Frozen Two? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't Frozen One because in because the end of Frozen One they give him a magic cloud that mm-hmm. solved that problem. So you actually don't expect it in Frozen Two. Right, but as we've discussed on this podcast before, Olaf dies in Frozen Two. <laughs> he does. You know what I really didn't like about that scene? Tell me about it. it. It really doesn't look like he's melting or even like, you know, M- MCU fading away. Like he, he, <laughs> he, he looks like he's a constant like substance with like flakes coming off of him for like a, mm-hmm. a little bit. Like they could have done some cool dripping visual. He could have just like faded away, but no. Right. Frozen 2 is a movie that I think looks very nice. <laughs> But maybe does not have the most inspired of like design choices always. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot to tell you actually. I watched it again recently, based on my uh, initial super excitement for it and how silly uh-huh. it was. And I was telling my friends, I was like, "Oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch it." And then we all watched it together, and I was so embarrassed because of how bad it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, it's like you know, if we want to rehash the Frozen Two discourse. <laughs> Which existed on this podcast. We're, I, we're, um, we're selling out here. Out of yeah. my head. <laughs> There's one thing. We're advertising <laughs> to you not to watch Frozen 2. Nobody's paying us to do this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we're, we're capitalizing on the, we're not doing it for the, for the pure joy anymore. We're capitalizing on the market that we know exists. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, at the time you made the argument in that episode of our show, um, that, you know, what was cool about Frozen 2 is that it's like this big animated kids movie that had a lot of money and time sunk into it, and the end product is just so weird. Um, I do, like, buy that as an argument, and I kind of agree with it, (laughs) but it's not, like, a good movie. It's not a good movie. In fact, it's really bad, Um, Um, and I I really like for my excitement initially. I think there are like a couple cool ideas. Um, like, you know, I think it's neat how the film. All right, all right, Joe, that's enough about Frozen 2. All right. <laughs> you had your fun. I let you spill out an opinion or two. That's quite enough, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's my apology, I guess. Uh, that's it. That's all I have to say. Are you. Yeah. Would you like me to give you your thing? Uh, sure. All right. Well, my thing, it ties in nicely because it's actually, it's the opposite of Frozen 2. Um, do you have any guesses for what that is? I have 
no idea what the okay the opposite of okay the as as many people know the opposite of frozen 2 is up because up is great (laughs) what it's not the opposite of anything except for down down up is not the opposite of anything joe borden up is the opposite of the sandra bullock movie gravity nick that's that's stupid. Down is the opposite of up, Joe. Wait, 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 wait. I need to double check if Sandra Bullock is. Is that really me? Sandra Bullock? <laughs> Alright, you check. While ex- up is clearly the opposite of Frozen 2 because it's really good and Frozen 2 is really bad. Yes, uh, it was Sandra Bullock. Alright, great. Well, that's my main argument. Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Okay. okay. I don't remember ever watching. I mean, I watched it, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I recently watched I actually watched it before last week. And I was I meant to talk about it, and it somehow it's totally slipped my mind. Um, and I, but it's so good, and it, it has the immediacy that I want to talk about. You know, like mm-hmm. I really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, let me remind anyone who's listening why Up is the best movie ever. Maybe. Uh, okay. First of all, the beginning is great. Everybody knows that already. The soundtrack is awesome. Right, yeah. With that, it's such a good song. Uh, the visuals are great. It has like a the, the right amount of magic. I would say. You know what I mean when the when the when the house takes off. I have to say when mm-hmm. I watched, when I watched that as like a kid, it made so much more sense. And I've never really had that experience before because like there's some things that you get older and you're like, yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense, you know. And you watch it again. But I always I always ke- I kept thinking that it made sense until I watched it again like a week <laughs> ago. And then I was watching that and I was like, that really doesn't make any sense because um, like I guess my main problem isn't the balloons. It's that like how did he get the balloons? Like where where were they before he released them? Is my main problem because it seems mm-hmm. that they're tied through the chimney. If you remember that, but that doesn't make sense because then how would I just I just don't understand. Um, and that's my main problem. Yeah. But it has the it's like a charming kind of magic, which I like. Um, <laughs> and then like I, I've heard the argument before that you know the beginning of Up is people get it confused for the rest of Up, and Up isn't that great. But that's not true. It's actually totally false because the middle of Up is so funny and charming and like visually great. And like, it's just such a, like a tight script. Russell is such a good character. Like all, all, you're just going around with these great characters, Carl and Russell. What a great dynamic. You remember Russell? He's like a wilderness. I, I, of course I remember Russell. Okay. He, <laughs> he's flying in the air with his balloon house, Carl. And, and he gets a knock on the door. How funny is that? And it's Russell and he's terrified. <laughs> and he's like, I hid under your forge. It's so funny. And then that comes back later. Cause the dog, the dog, which is also so funny. His name is Doug. He hides under the, Doug, right? Later he's under the porch and he comes up and he's like, I hid under your porch because I love you. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's such a funny movie. Like every, every joke hits. I've never, I don't think I've ever had that experience. All the jokes hit. Um, mm-hmm. Russell, he's like, I got my GPS. We'll never be lost. And then he throws it out the window. How great is that? <laughs> it's also just like, it's so good because you have this like, the stakes are you you have you constantly have this like little bit of tension because you're so worried about his house which is just so i think unique to this movie i guess like there's other movies where characters after like money or you know some treasure whatever but like this you really feel it because you got the emotion at the beginning and so there's this constant tension through the movie where like you're like carl you care so much about the house and all you want to do is get it to where it's supposed to be and so that like like when when that actually happens in the movie where he gets it there but, you know, he realizes that that's not the point. You know what I'm talking about, right? You remember the lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, wow, he's right. And then you like you feel like this this weight lifted off of you when he, when he lets go of that stuff because you don't have to worry about it anymore as the audience member. Um, and that's really great. 
and there's some like really, I don't know, I guess a couple funny things that are like more on the ridiculous side I noticed this time was like Russell like escapes to to follow the blimp in the third act by tying himself to balloons and using the the uh, lawn blower. What do you call those? And he just sort of like flies away. That was that was another one where I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or or the dogs fly little planes. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. I don't know. It's just so great. Like it's kind of whimsical. It's such a whimsical movie. Um, I don't know. And I the villain is pretty cool too. Uh, and then like the like final action sequences where it's like a blimp and the flying house and the house is on the blimp and it's falling off. It's just like it's it's so exciting and good. Um. And it's funny, and the characters are great, and and for people who say that the beginning is the only good part, or that it's way better, like there's this second <laughs> hard hitting moment because you, it's it's like you get this this big emotion in the beginning, which is obviously so rare, and then you get to the end, and there's like an equally like like a mirror emotion to it, like a like a reward, um, where it's like first he was like really concerned about what we lost, and then the second sad part is that like, hey, like at least I had a good life, like isn't that such a good like double double thing to hit you with? Like first you're sad mm-hmm. and then you learn with the character and it like hits just as hard, but it like it's slightly different. Like first you're like you're crying of sadness and then later you're crying of happiness because their marriage was the adventure. Wow. Up is, <laughs> Up is so so good and everyone should watch it at least once a year, I think. Um Okay. That's my opinion. I respect that opinion a lot as a guy who has seen <laughs> Spider Man into Spider-Verse. <laughs> about 10 times all right okay maybe not i don't know look you should just rewatch up if you're one of those people who is living on the earth and hasn't watched up recently because it's just mm-hmm. so good it's just so so good. i think i i think i might take you up on that offer yeah i mean it's like it's like it's just it's beyond like you know being a kid's movie it's just like one of the best movies it just is mm-hmm. and that's great uh let me see if there's anything else i want to say about up um there's not. I really like up. I like the house. It's pretty. <laughs> the uh, the house is really pretty, and oh, the character design is really good. That's another thing I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. Nice. Uh, so Nick, my uh, my thing for you this week is uh, is kind of a weird one because it's a a video game which like we talk about occasionally on this show, but not too often, and b it's like a weird video game. So what's it the uh, opposite of? It's, uh, geez, uh, you'll need to give me some time to figure that one out. Okay, I'll tell you. When you- uh, so-, <laughs> so last week, uh, Marvel released an Avengers video game for PS4 and various other consoles. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was sort of expecting to, like, be okay with it um, because it just had a terrible marketing campaign. Uh, but I ended up getting it, and I think it's really fun. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Um, this is which is like not... This is the game with all the terrible character designs, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is the one you're thinking of. Um, I guess I can start off with that, um, is that every character in this game has a bad case of video game ugly. Uh, nice. <laughs> only that <laughs> their actual designs are awful luckily the game does have many costumes for you to change the characters into Uh, ugly Uh, costumes some of them are better okay some of them are better and others of them you have to pay real money for which i will never do and just 
big downfalls of this game. Yeah. Uh, that said, here's what I like about it. So this is kind of a weird game uh, in terms of describing what it is because it's kind of two games. Uh, there is sort of a main story mode uh, and also like a multiplayer mode and both are very fleshed out. Uh, so the main story is, you know, it's a it's your regular action game. Uh, it plays like, you know, Uncharted or the, uh, the Spider-Man game from a couple years ago. Um, you know, it, it's it's that, but with... Avengers characters, uh, and you know, that's kind of neat if you're into that sort of thing, which I guess I am. Um, I think that you know, for me, one of the major downfalls of the of like that campaign mode is that I think it's really fun, uh, but I have a lot of issues with the story as someone who is familiar with the sto- source material for these characters. Oh, so you're just being a snob, sort of. Uh, I think it's like very well written uh for what it is um like like i i don't have like any problems with the story itself except for the fact that it focuses on kamala khan um and the thing about kamala khan is that i really like her um but not in this game (laughs) oh what's wrong with her in this game uh i think she like is really dorky and basically has nothing in common with her actual character from the books um because basically the whole thing with ms marvel um, in, in case anyone listening doesn't know, uh, of course, or in case you've forgotten, Nick, um, is that <laughs> um, her original arc in the comics centers on her basically being, uh, a fangirl of superheroes in the, in the Marvel universe. Um, in that, uh, especially focuses on Captain Marvel. Um, but there's a cool inversion there, uh, because a lot of her being a fangirl, of superheroes in the Marvel universe is related to her own, like being uncomfortable with like her family and her culture. Um, And so this is something she sort of grows out of over the course of the first 20 or 30 issues of that run, uh, where she sort of learns to define what it means to be a hero for herself. Um, And she even like learns a bit that like maybe the, the people she was idolizing aren't like always the coolest. Um, and so I think in the first, like, you know, 60 issues of Ms. Marvel, you get this real cool sense of, like, this character that has gone on a journey and, like, learned things about herself. And in this game, because it really wants to sell you on the idea that the Avengers are, like, the coolest people ever, um, even though, like, yeah, they have character traits. And I think the other Avengers are, like, characterized pretty well. Like, Kamala doesn't have that same arc. She just goes from, like, being a character who really likes the Avengers to a character who really likes the Avengers and now knows the Avengers. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool that they like released a video game where she's the main character and they spent a lot of money on this. Um, But I also just find the version of her in this game to be completely unrecognizable. Um, That seems fair, but is it, is it a fun game? Oh, I think it's really fun. Um, So, you know, uh, I, the cool thing about it is so right now they have like six characters. It's, it's, um, you know, all the Avengers from the first movie minus Hawkeye, uh, and then adding in Ms. Marvel. Um, and the cool thing about that is they all, you know, play similarly enough that you kind of have a grasp of how they work. Um, but like each individual character is like really fleshed out. Uh, so they can do like a bunch of really cool things. Um, and it like, you know, I, there have been, like, Marvel action games before, 
Uh, but I think this is one where you really feel like you're playing as those characters, um, which is like a cool role-playing experience, I think. Um, like there's a bunch of just like cool little stuff that you can do with the characters in like the, the fighting modes or like there's this fun action set piece in the story mode where like uh, <laughs> Tony Stark like puts on like a, a Iron Man suit that lets him like fly into space. Uh, and I'm obviously all about that. And then you play as Tony Stark as he's flying through the atmosphere to like reach the satellite. Um, that's really cool. Um, you know, there's like this move you can do where like you can you can throw Captain America's shield around uh, and then like you can just as it's coming back, you can like kick it back <laughs> at like more dudes. And it's just like filled with a bunch of cool stuff like that. Nice. You know, the the weird part about this game is the multiplayer mode because as I understand it, this game is basically supposed to like last forever. Because <laughs> uh, they're like gonna keep updating it like every few weeks until the end of time with new content. Wow. Um, so like they're gonna add in like new characters once a month. Like next month they're adding Kate Bishop. Uh in the month after that, like uh Clint Barton, the regular Hawkeye. Um and oh, and uh, subtitle Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Hawk guy. Um, yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and along with that, they, they each have, like, their own new story content. And, like, I think that's cool, but I can't possibly play all that. Like, I need to do other things with my life. <laughs> okay, so you're above it all. You're too good. Mm, yeah, but see, the problem is the game is really fun. All right. Uh, it sounds like you're going to play. <laughs> so, so I'll feel tempted. <laughs> That's good. That sounds like uh, uh, addicting. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it's designed to be, especially because it has you know those costumes that you can spend real world money on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which I think is you know the main insidious aspect of this game is that like probably people who are like more prone to like buying into that sort of thing are gonna really want to do it. Yeah. Um, Stupid, but I think like uh, like disregarding that aspect. I think it's like a really fun game that like you know I encourage you to spend you know if you want to play it, spend the normal amount of money on it, and then don't buy the like extra costumes. Uh, yeah, I don't. You're being very yeah. anti-costume, but they seem pretty cool. Oh uh, yeah, except they cost like fourteen dollars each. That's not look cool. The money you spend on the game. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into this one. Um, yeah, and I just think that's a bit exploitative. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to let this one slide. All right, let's... Yeah, you know, otherwise, fun, cool game. <laughs> Shall we move <laughs> on to our main course? Our ma- main uh, let's, let's do that. Main yum-yums? Okay, uh, today we were talking about Season two of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. I, I have this inclination to call it the Legend of Kipo, which is not what it's called. The pain in your mouth, Joe, when you when you <laughs> and, and the Age of Wonder Beasts is just so apparent. Yeah, yeah. They, they continue to just call them Mega Mutes and stuff. I don't know what a Wonder Beast is. I keep waiting mm. for them to reveal the wonder beast characters um yeah <laughs> maybe we'll 
come up in the final season of the show, which we now know is airing October 12th. Yeah. Uh, so that was fortuitous timing. Um, anyway, uh, we talked about this show about like a month ago, I think. Uh, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. Um, and I think this season is also pretty cool, even though I have a few problems with it that we can probably get into later. Uh, what were your impressions of this season, Nick? Yeah, there was a couple episodes I watched right after we watched season one, just because I was like into it then, and then I jumped back into it maybe a few days ago. So I was a little bit. I was watching one of them, and I was like, "Why? Why? Why do I like this again?" Um, and then it actually it came around. I think the episode was the one where they sing karaoke "Hearts of Fire." And oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> by the end of it, I was I was hooked again um, because it was you know yeah. while the plot can sometimes be stupid and, and fillery. By the end of the episode, you have these, you know, merry band of misfits singing, uh, mm-hmm. singing a funny song. Like it was just, I think the joke really hit for me at the end of that one, where like they had to, you know, uh, Kipo and and Wolf had to sing karaoke together, and she was hesitant. And then at the end of the episode, the other characters come in and they just like already know the words to the song. Just, <laughs> that, that really worked for me. Um, and then after that, it was it was all it was all good. They you know filled me in on the plot pretty easily after that. Kipo is a is a is the chosen magic jaguar, um, <laughs> and she has to learn to tame her powers so that she can beat Scarlemagne the baboon, who has history ties with her father, and there's some backstory that we've unexplored. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's what, that's about where we jump in, ish, um, in season two. Yeah, and I I want to start out by pointing out that the the episode you talked about is like also probably like my favorite that the show has done. Uh, I think it's really fun and it has like a good arc over the course of it. And uh, it's like a cool setting um, because uh, it's sort of a bottle episode with Wolf and Kipo, but also they have to like, you know, become better friends and also like traverse this uh, horrible, like ruined city that has like these creatures that like can detect you by heartbeat. Um, Yeah. I think that's like a fun concept that they play around with pretty well. Yeah, it's it's good because it's hyped up because, uh, you know, a piece of their stinger is what Wolf uses as a weapon. So it's kind of, it's been implied before. And then you also get the, the thing where the, the heartbeats, you can, you know, they, they do like the vision of the heartbeats where you can see that Wolf is kind of the one that's also, she's also worried, even though she tries to be the cool guy. You know, she, mm-hmm. you can see her heartbeat. So I thought that was a cool bit too. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess I... Hmm. Can you expand on like your thing of of how the story feels a bit fillery? Because um, I don't agree with this season as much. No, I, I don't think necessarily. It's just kind of I, I hadn't. I was like in the middle of the episode, and I was, you know, I wasn't. I, I didn't know what was going on, basically. Mm-hmm. But okay. In, in general, you get some slow episodes. I, I think this season too, and and not slow like like they don't. You know, they're they're doing a, a bit of the plot at a time. It's not like total filler or anything. It's just sort of like you know it focuses on like last season there was a lot of like animals that they did an episode for each things like that uh this season definitely has less of that i think um yeah i mean i guess guess the main thing for me um and why i sort of found it less fillery overall is that there's just a lot more like propulsive momentum yeah (laughs) i thought you were gonna say that yeah just like you know the characters are doing things with like not that they didn't have a purpose in the first season, but like, you know, the stakes are heightened and uh, we get a bit more, uh, you know, conflict for some of the characters. Uh, not Benson, though. Never Benson. Not Benson, never Benson. Never Dave, either. Um, yeah. 
I don't know how much Dave is a character and you know, he's mainly the the comic the Chewbacca, I guess. The Chewbacca is that what you said? Yeah, I mean it's pretty offensive since Dave is so great. Um Yeah, I mean Dave is pretty great, but he's also like comic relief, whereas Chewbacca is Dave is like <laughs> muscle relief. Or I don't know what Chewbacca does. Chewbacca is comic relief what when you words. Huh? How is Chewbacca a child and you first watch Star Wars and you see Chewbacca? Chewbacca has literally never said anything funny. And I know that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. He's there. What's funny about Chewbacca is the way the other characters, particularly Han Solo, interact with Yeah, but they already have that bit with R2. Okay. (laughs) Don't they? Fine, let's not let's not rehash this. They do. C three PO talks through R two and and Hansel. It's the same. It's the same bit. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's totally acceptable that Dave doesn't have an arc because he's he's comic relief. Uh, he has I, that I, one episode where he feels neglected for being old, which I thought was a funny way to play with his aging powers. That's true. Um, you know, I I think it is a bit of an embarrassment at this point that we're like twenty episodes in this show and like they still seemingly like don't 100% know what to do with Benson. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And especially now that we know there are only 10 episodes left, really. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have a problem. Yeah, I think... I think. Yeah, I mean... I don't care. I don't know. He's, he's, he's more of a side character than, than Kipo and Wolfar, who I think are, like, really yeah. the main dudes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so we got, our, we got our boys. They're on their way. Uh, and you know, a lot of the season is sort of Kibo discovering her, her, her past in a way, like why she's this, you know, special person. Um, it's because she's, she can be the bridge between the mutes and the humans. It's kind of where the show's headed, um, because she's half mute and her parents made her that way for a better future. And also they made uh Scarlet the way he is. And so right. He's um, that's another, I think pretty good episode that goes into his backstory. Um, you know, I, I, so basically what happens is, uh, uh, we, we get a flashback where, where, uh, Kipo's parents were experimenting to, to make this, this monkey, uh, learn how to like have a brain. Um, and, uh, uh, then they succeeded, but then they realized that it was probably, uh, moral to give that information away because their boss, uh, you know, is is looking for a way to eradicate all the mutes. Um, I don't know why I'm explaining this so heavily. If you're listening to this, you probably already watched the show. Um. <laughs> yeah, one thing I like yeah, and I, is that Kipo is not like doesn't have a thing where she's like like in Bone actually, where she finds out she's a special magic lady and gets mad at her parent figure for that, and then they go, "I'm mm-hmm. protecting you." I'm glad that she has these powers and then gets really excited about them. I think that's. I don't know. It's just refreshing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, a moment where she's mad at her dad, but it's for like, you know, a lot more reasonable things. And it lasts like maybe half an episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, so, so most of the season is, um, you know, Kipo discovering her past in tandem with learning more stuff about her powers and becoming exponentially better at using them in, Sort of like the way that like the 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 shonen genre works in anime, um, where yeah. like the the, the cool hero that, yeah. progresses with their powers. Um, 
Yeah, what else? Uh, <laughs> what did you think of her her Jaguarness? Um, no comment. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought it was another good thing about the season where, where when the fight scenes came and the powers came, there was good musical cues behind them. Um, oh yeah. So I really felt the power of the the Jaguar at a uh, at first. <laughs> I didn't like I didn't like the Mega Mega Jaguar. I thought that was dumb. Mm-hmm. It like there was just a bad design. I like it came up and I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not tails and a mohawk. I was like, <laughs> I'm not like a huge fan of like, you know, all of the animal designs in this show. I think like, you know, I think the angular thing works really well for the human characters, and less so for some of the the, the animals. Like, I think it works well for the mega monkey, um, uh, who's sort of <laughs> also a human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I think it gets weird when we have, you know, like a jaguar, which is not human like at all. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the way uh, he looks in the show. Um, so yeah, we've we've discussed this. So um, I don't really care. I like the jaguar, <laughs> <laughs> but I especially don't like the mohawk mega mega jaguar. I think that's dumb. Right. Um, um, I guess since we're talking about that, we can talk about you know the thing that I I, I, I kind of had an issue with in this season, which is like the big emotional payoff at the end, uh, where for the whole season, she's had like this photo of her family uh, that she has used as an anchor to allow herself to revert from the Jaguar form into a regular form. Real low Um, picture. And then, and then uh, in the final episode, the picture is destroyed. uh, But uh, you know, in a moment of crisis, she is able to turn back, uh, into her human form, thanks to the power of friendship. Uh, no, Heroes on Fire song. From yes, we were talking about earlier. That's a good thing we were talking about it earlier because now it makes sense. Yes, uh, um, yeah. you didn't like that. Uh, I think it works very well on paper, and I don't love what they do with it in practice. Like it, you know, it makes sense um, in terms of like, a this is a kids show. That's what kids shows do. Yeah, but it also feels like. To me, sort of a boring creative d- decision uh, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I saw it coming about a million miles away and then just watched it play out and wasn't too enthusiastic. Um, yeah, and the, and the thing about that is I would be able to to forgive that decision if, like, the moment itself felt more impactful. But it was which, like, right after she turned. In. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, we don't get time to, to sit with it, um, really. Like, we don't even get... Actually, I would I would have totally forgiven it if we got like a more involved musical sequence, like we did at the end of season one. But that doesn't really happen. I was gonna say like this this show has played the singing solves all problems card one too many times. <laughs> um, yeah, this is like I just feel like if you're going time. to do that, I really want like and it's a really good song. I want you to like do more with the 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 visual element, or maybe even the singing. It feels like they don't even finish singing the song. They don't, is the thing. Yeah, um, they didn't get to the chorus, which is, like, the whole thing about that song. And it, fe- it feels weird to, like, complain about that, but I just feel like they don't go all the way with yeah. that element. Um, and it just, like, they're makes... Right at the end, they're just trying to wrap it up. They're, you know. Yeah. And it just makes the, the, the finale of, of this show that I otherwise think is, like, still pretty cool, like, it, it falls flat for me. Yeah. Um, I also don't like... Uh... Disappointing element for me. I also don't like the like the end of the season is kind of the, the beat is like and we're gonna kick some ass. Um, I feel like that's happened like a couple times too. 
So I was like, yeah, yeah. Right. like you're going to kick some ass. That's cool. Like, <laughs> Oh, the, the other weird thing about that scene is so, so, so just before uh, she reverts into her human form, uh, Wolf is giving this big uh, speech about how Kipo is so cool and how she's a great friend. <laughs> you know, sure, whatever. Uh, I um, everyone. Kipo is very cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, friend. But, but, but between that, they cut back and forth to like the speech that the new antagonist is giving, Dr. Amelia, uh, and it's like vaguely fascist. And it's like, these things are not parallels. I don't know why you couldn't have, like, cut these together. Vaguely fascist. <laughs> yeah, very fascist. Very fascist. <laughs> Only fascist. No hints of anything but fascism in that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. It is important to properly identify There, there, might, there might be some, some other stuff in there, but it's only worse than fascism. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not in the other direction. Um. <laughs> they, they do they do some some cutting with similar dialogue um you know when wolf is saying fast slightly fast things in her speech they cut to the no i'm just kidding um <laughs> but they do do that yeah and it just it just feels like a weird like economic decision of like well we had to put this somewhere we might as well like cut back and forth but it doesn't like tell me anything about like you know i mean we already knew they were fascist i don't know <laughs> Yeah. I, I hey, here's another weird thing I didn't like that much. It's unrelated totally. Are you are you done talking sure. about? Uh, it's like um Benson has like a crush on this guy from the first season which I forgot about him. Um mm-hmm. and then at one point like they they stumble upon his dad, that guy's dad. Um right. Benson like this is just a series of weird things that happen where Benson's like, "All right guys, while I'm away and he he comes out of his coma, talk me up because I want to date his son." Um <laughs> and I think that's a weird thing to ask. And <laughs> And then they do it, which is also like weird to watch. And then after he admits to it, he admits to the dad that he was just asking them to like hype him up, which is also weird. And then the, the mm. last weird thing is that his dad's like, oh, that's cool. You should date my son. Having known him for yeah. an hour. It's just <laughs> like a weird <laughs> bit. Um, and all of it. Made- and it's also like, I mean, some of it. So is like, you know, these characters are like 13, <laughs> but also it's just like weird. <laughs> Like, I didn't have too much of an issue with that, but it is, like, you know, the kind of awkward humor, like, oh, we're, like, you know, trying to give the audience secondhand embarrassment that I, like, don't really jive with. Uh, yeah. But besides that, I'd say that the the jokes were pretty much as good. I had as much joke, joke fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually, I, the first season, I didn't, like, jive with the humor as much. Um, but I, I, I think there is like a marked improvement, at least for me this season. Um, there's just like a couple things that I just laughed out loud at. Yeah. Um, this is some funny, funny bit. one song in the second episode, I think of the season, uh, where, uh, like the, there's like this, uh, traveling mute bard that like does a, a propaganda song about Kipo. Um, and at one, and like, except like the details are slightly wrong. Um, right. so at one point he refers to Benson as that rascally coward Benjamin and I just find this to be the funniest thing in the world. I actually don't remember that because that was probably a month or two months ago for me uh, yeah but that sounds funny it, it was funny it's a funny show um, yeah I think that in conclusion for me what really saves it is just the soundtrack again like I finished and I started listening to the songs from it it's just 
it's so good. Like the mm-hmm. musical cues, like really, just make it so so much better. Um, oh my 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 uh, my other favorite thing from this season uh, is in like the the Scarlet Man villain flashback episode. Um, one of the like like he's he's traveling around the 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 world, uh, sort of in search of of a home after uh, the the laboratory is destroyed, um, and he runs into these monkeys, um, which we know as like mind controlled servants from the the previous episodes, mm-hmm. um, but in the past. They love ska. Ska? Yeah, that's that musical genre. I thought they were punk monkeys. I'm pretty sure that's ska. Damn. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah that was uh, really and I just, I just think that ska is the funniest musical genre. Yeah, I don't really agree that it was ska, but okay, it, it was funny regardless. Um, Look. Nick, I, I, you know, I couldn't define ska to you, but I know it when I hear it. So you think you heard ska? That's what you think? Yeah, I've been. I, I found this song on Spotify, and I've been listening to it a lot, and I'm like a hundred percent sure that it's ska. Okay. I'm just like okay. horribly illiterate in musical genre. Okay. Which I might like. I'll totally allow for that possibility. <laughs> I, I'm still not convinced, but it was a funny joke regardless. So. Mm-hmm. let's agree about that yeah that yeah. let's uh, that episode with the uh, scarlet is good good flashback yeah um and it, it really makes him more sympathetic and interesting uh, especially in the later episodes when Kipo's trying to relate to him as she does uh mm-hmm. i mean so so something i i, I do want to say about the show that's very positive because i know i've been kind of negative we do uh, like being negative our favorite yeah just because i spent so long talking about that one scene that i didn't like um <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think, sorry, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I really did like about this season is just, I think that just, a, as I sort of alluded to earlier, I think every episode has a pretty good concrete purpose. Um, and I, I, I just am really fond of that, especially compared to, to season one, where I don't think that was as much the case. Um, and like, granted, we get that in this season because season one did a lot of world building groundwork, but I also just really enjoy the, the much more rapid pace. Um, and I do, I, I like spending time with these characters. Uh, yeah. Even Benson. <laughs> I, I like spending time with Dave too. Um, the pig gets some focus in this one too. I'm just, that's it. I have no opinions on that statement. Um, right. And I guess one more thing we should talk about is sort of the, the twisty bits. I, I got twisted, I have to say. I, yeah, I, yeah, they, they do some uh, they do some swerves. They like... really did twist me. Because I thought that bird mask <laughs> lady, I thought that was her mom. I was like, that's her mom. This is a stupid show. Yeah. Um, but it turns out they twisted me. Um, and I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a stupid boy. That's what the show is saying. Um, <laughs> so I got to give her props for that. I also think that the mega monkey twist works and is good. Mm-hmm. yeah that's my story yeah i mean like i am overall like pretty positive on this show i want to make it i want to make that clear yeah I, I like it too i think it's fun yeah uh i'm excited for for season three which is the final season as i mentioned before um which is coming out very soon is this like typical for for netflix shows to like do a run of under a year Netflix animated shows like have seasons every like five or six months for some reason. 
Right. And it's this weird thing they do. Um, and this show is like basically quarterly, I guess, and then it just finished. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's up with it. I, I was thinking about Dragon Prince recently. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for more Dragon Prince. I forgot how much I like Dragon Prince. Do I? How much do I like? Do you remember how much I like it? I think you like it a fair amount. Okay, I like it a fair. That's what I thought because that would be cool to get some more of that. That must be happening soon. It's been like six months. Yeah. Uh, let me. What season would they be on? Uh, four. Vamp for me, Nick. What am I doing? Vamp for me. What's vamp? Are you, do you mean talk? You like you know talk talk about things? So, look- don't you know that every time you say you're going to look something up, I also look it up simultaneously. So that I can try to beat you to it. <laughs> All right, you look, you look. I'll, uh... yeah, Kipo. It's got some good music. There's this one song. It's called No Anchor, and it's got like in it, and it's pretty great. Um, yeah, that is the sound it makes. I, yeah, um, I did not make that up. Uh, in multiple, multiple times, it does that more than once. Looks like Dragon Prince season four was teased back in July or so, and there's been no news since. Ah, oh, damn. That's that's rats. They they just said, well, it's coming. Uh, well, I have personal investment in this. I will just keep waiting then. Yeah, I have personal investment in as much as you are invested in it. You think I'm more invested? What are you saying? I think you're more invested in season four of Dragon Prince coming out. That is probably true. <laughs> <laughs> just just out here waiting for Ezra. Watched <laughs> accidents happen. Ezra could fall in a ditch at any moment. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Ezra, I care about that boy. <laughs> Shall we move on to our our orders? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I don't know why you're using food metaphors. Uh, I don't know what an order is. Does it come after the main course or what? Dude, I have. I wouldn't know. I don't even know how to spell it to check myself. Or mm. Joe, Joe, please. Yeah. How do I spell? How do I spell it? Come on, try. No, don't no, no, try out loud. Oh, I just found doors. So today, Nick, as we do every week on this show, mm. uh, I'm giving you another and final, probably New Mutants update. Oh my god! Yeah, that movie came out, didn't it? Yeah. I think as is fitting, we waited a few weeks to talk about it coming out. See, you hadn't mentioned it to me, so I assumed that it didn't come out. But now you're talking right. about it, which makes me think: Did it? It did. Um, Wait, where, that, where did it? Where did it come? At movie theaters. You know, movie theaters aren't open right now, are they? <laughs> Some of them are. I'm pretty sure there's like local ones in Boston that are open here. Hmm. So, uh, has anyone seen it or? Well, so the movie is out, and it made $29 million, which, um, you know, sounds like a lot, but for one of these, it's like, you know, not that much. Um, it is a ridiculous amount of money for a movie to make in this time. <laughs> well, I guess if you're going to see something, that's kind of what you go see. Yeah, that or Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which I hear also underperformed. I, I heard it was bad. That's what I heard about Tenet. Right. I mean, this one is also reportedly bad. <laughs> this one is reportedly very bad. Okay. So, do you know who anyone who's seen it? No. Okay. <laughs> interesting. And you haven't seen it. No. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I don't. I don't encourage anyone to see it. For the record. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is a movie you should risk your life for. Okay. I, 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 I suppose that we've beaten this horse down to a crispy horse skeleton. Um, and now we're dusting that into powder. But is there, yeah. anything, is there anything to say about about New Mutants that you haven't yet said? Is what is what is um, from my understanding? They made like the the creative choice that the character of Magic is a racist in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a thing that like she's like casually racist to to Danny Moonstar, who's like the the Cheyenne Native American character. Yeah, why, why? But why? I don't know. <laughs> Does this get resolved? Is this? Is it... I I I don't I don't think so. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, who's who's the bad guy? Is it a bear? Uh yeah, it's the demon bear. Wow. Uh, do, do they get him, or is it? I would assume they get him. Do they uh, lose? Maybe they lose. Maybe they lose. Um, I'm not invested in the answer. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and with that, we shall scatter the dust of the horse's skeleton in, uh, around us, all around us, and 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 right. no, never talk about new mutants ever again. Yeah, I'm glad that we won't even have the opportunity to talk about this. Movie. So, hors d'oeuvres, spelled very not like I expected, are usually served as appetizers. Okay, so you were wrong. I was in fact wrong. Thank you, Joe. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations, New Mutants. You are now officially out. Yeah. It's been a long time since we... It's, it's been a journey, really. I, I feel like we've been there every, really? every week of the way. Um, yeah, every week every, for the past, like, three years? Yeah. Has it been? That's, you know, that, that took a lot out of me as someone who's not really yeah. invested. But Yeah, I mean, I lost interest very quickly, and I'm, like, the ideal mark. <laughs> <laughs> but at least... It's over now, and we've learned something. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, do you have a wise quote for us to finish out the show with? I do, but I really already forgot. Jacques, is that the Jacques Lacan? Jacques Lacan. Is that who says this? Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but I believe that's how you pronounce his first name. Okay. Well, Jacques Lacan said this, and um, th- this is it. Are you ready? Sure. This is going to sit with you. Okay. Love is giving something you don't have to someone who doesn't want it. <laughs> huh. Yeah, you can also shorten it if you're more of an optimist and love is giving something you don't have. And and then you can be done and be happier. But that's what I thought the quote was. And then I looked it up and it was more depressing. So there you go. Huh. Thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and Nick Perpapas. You can contact us and send us listener questions, which we are, believe it or not, still accepting at spot.com. <laughs> Should we start begging? Is is that the alternative? <laughs> um, my Twitter handle is at Joby underscore Dross. You can read my webcomic Aeronaut at JobyDross.com. Uh, as always, Nick has nothing to promote for except for wisdom. Uh <laughs> Wisdom, Joe, is give us more important than material things. That's a little wisdom. Uh, <laughs> uh, as we mentioned last episode, uh, you can if if we make fifteen dollars on uh, uh, the tip jar, uh, then we will, uh, you know, sing a song on the show of of the people's choosing. Uh, mm-hmm. That that offer never expires. <laughs> cool. <laughs> 
I, um, I'm well, well. <laughs> Wow, this is the messiest outro we've ever done. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It would help us out. Uh, stay safe and see you next time.